Hello and welcome to Strictly Game Boy, the podcast with 20 hours of battery life. I'm your host Clay, and today I'm joined by my co-host Brian. How's it going, Brian? Brian? Oh, snap. He's not here. No, Brian. Uh, It's just me today, uh, trying something a little bit different. Um, Just wanted to give you guys a heads up right at the top of the show here. Um, June and July is a bit of a transitional period for me and Brian. Um, I am getting ready to move uh, to a different state. And Brian is in the process of getting married at the end of the month. And so um, just to help make sure that there's not any uh, huge lapse in episodes, uh, I took it upon myself to record, uh, I don't know how many, uh, at least one, if not a couple, maybe even more, uh, just mini episodes where uh, it's just me, uh, unfortunately no Brian, and just kind of talking through uh, a couple games. Now these episodes are going to obviously be a little bit shorter, I- I'm just going to be talking about the games and my experiences with them, uh, so view it more as like a first impressions than an actual in-depth let's look at all of this and obviously there's not going to be a lot of conversation back and forth because it's just me and so uh just hopefully you you still find this uh interesting and entertaining to listen to um these games that we are covering um will not necessarily be like if i cover this game today that me and brian couldn't come back and talk about it later and so um yeah so i figured um uh, I, I would give my thoughts and then maybe if we wanted to we could circle back around later and and talk about them uh, with Brian here so um, yes guys today hopefully will be a good episode I found this game and thought it would be a really cool one to cover so guys today we're going to be taking a look at Balloon Kid here we go alright so starting off we're going to talk we're, I'm going to keep saying we're, it's just me here. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the overall, you know, facts and information about this game. So this game is called Balloon Kid. Uh, it was developed by Pax Sofnica, Sofnica, however you say that, uh, was released in 1990, October 5th to be specific in North America. Uh, I don't have the European date here. Um, this is not a port of a game. This is a, an original for the Game Boy. Um, little interesting tidbit. Um, this game was never released in Japan for the original Game Boy. Um, however, two years after its original release, a licensed family computer port titled Hello Kitty World was reprogrammed and released by Saniro's subsidiary, subsidiary Character Soft exclusively in Japan on March 27th, 1992. So uh, Japan actually never got this version. Uh, They got their own, I guess, Hello Kitty version. So um, yeah, so that kind of gives you a little background of it. Um, Obviously, if if you're not aware, this is pretty much a a pseudo sequel uh, to the original Balloon Fight, uh, which was an arcade game that was uh, ported to the NES. And so there are quite a few references in this game to the original, um, but it plays a bit different. And, uh, and I'll talk about that once we get into, um, you know, the, the, the main gameplay itself. Um, but as far as any history I would have with this game, uh, this is not one that I was really uh, aware of at all. I didn't even know this existed. Uh, I was scrolling through a list, looking through possibilities 
of games to talk about with you guys this this episode and came across this one and uh, at first I was like okay I assume that has something to do with balloon fight but I really didn't know and so it wasn't until I, I fired it up that I realized yeah this is definitely uh, kind of got the same physics and, and some of the same mechanics to it um, but hopefully this isn't one that Brian's a big fan of because I didn't even run this by him I'm just doing this and so um, hopefully he's not really familiar with this game but honestly I was kind of taken back by it because I thought it was going to be maybe a game that a lot of people weren't familiar with but uh, looking it up online and stuff it seems like there's all kinds of reviews and people who are taking a look at it so it seems like it's pretty widely appreciated so um, but yeah I, I played this for the first time in preparation for this episode and that's really all the experience I have with it I didn't grow up with it I didn't have it as a kid I wish I did because it's pretty freaking cool so um, all right, let's go to commercial break and then we'll come back and we'll take a look deeper into this story. Chill out, dude. We'll be right back. You don't stop playing because you get old. You could get old if you stop playing. Game Boy from Nintendo. All right, so for those of you who are listening and not watching this on our YouTube channel, uh, that commercial was actually kind of interesting. Probably not the most entertaining for a kid who may be sitting at home, you know, on Saturday morning watching cartoons and that comes on. Um, but yeah, basically for those that couldn't tell, um, from watching it, it, basically the whole thing, it's pretty cheesy, but it basically shows three or four different, different grown up adult males, oddly no females, um, playing the game boy in in the workplace more or less. Uh, I think it kind of, it starts off with, uh, this, uh, what I assume to be some sort of an attorney sitting on the footsteps of a courthouse or something playing his Game Boy and has a big smile on his face. And then it cuts to another uh, businessman guy up in his high skyscraper sitting at his conference room table uh, or standing, I can't remember, uh, playing Tetris. It shows him specifically playing that. Like, oh, it's a grown-up game. Um and then I think the last one is a guy uh, looks to be a contractor and he's playing his Game Boy and he's standing up and he's like really getting into it and like really playing intensely with it. And so um, basically this was a commercial, I, I assumed promoting it towards uh, older, older people, uh, maybe not so much kids, uh, but grownups who they're, you know, Nintendo's like, hey, we could still totally, you could totally still play this. Uh, you don't have to just be a grown up. You can have games. And so, I don't know. I feel like that that resonates a lot more nowadays than it used to. I mean, if you look at uh, Nintendo and the way that they first were pushing the Switch, uh, it wasn't really geared towards kids. It was more um, maybe even younger than this commercial, but someone more my age. And so, it's interesting to see kind of how they shift the demographic uh, that one commercial we played a couple of episodes ago, uh, the arcade classic one was kind of pushing, it felt like 
you know, older, older ages too. And so I don't know. I don't know how successful the Game Boy was for the older demographic compared to kids back then. Uh, I have never looked that up, but I, I thought it was interesting. Also, the music in that commercial is just um, real good stuff. It's just that cheesy guitar solo. And then it also has like weird, like stringed, like, so it's this mixture of sophistication at the beginning and then all of a sudden this like rock and roll cool man guitar comes in and all of a sudden so it's like the music is kind of this mix of of what they're kind of trying to get at where we have these sophisticated dudes with r- real grown up jobs but also at the same time we also have the uh, you know the the kid side of them coming out and so I don't know it's, it's kind of neat uh for for a cheesy short not very well remembered commercial it was it was interesting nonetheless All right, back to Balloon Kid. Now, starting off, we usually hit right in with the story of this game. Now, this one uh, does have a little bit of a story. Granted, it is rather short and pretty simple. Um, But nonetheless, it's there. So basically, uh, it starts off with our main character, Alice, who is standing at her home with her little brother, Jim. And uh, for some odd reason, Jim is playing with a bunch of balloons and he is I assume accidentally swept away uh, in this big old bunch of balloons and so it's up to his big sister Alice to chase after him with her own balloons uh, because apparently they have a a large supply of balloons uh, to go capture or I guess rescue her brother and so uh, I guess the assumed thing with the narrative here is that the brother is either dropping the balloons or whatever and so as you're going you're collecting the balloons that he drops so there you go there's your story big sister saving little brother um now as far as the gameplay goes um as i mentioned it's it's very it's very similar to uh balloon fight only it's 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 got levels to it and it has uh, platforming more kind of so it's this mixture of flying and platforming so uh, the player controls Alice through eight stages um, though although there is some open areas a lot of it is in smaller tight places uh, the player is able to adventure and go through new areas each level rather than just repeating the same one over uh, if both of Alice's balloons are popped she will either lose a life uh, or land on safe ground, depending on you know what you're over top of. Um, just like in the old game, if if you approach the water too close, there's a giant fish that will jump out and uh, eat you. So you have to be careful around water. Um, like I mentioned, uh, if both the balloons are popped and you land safely on the ground, the player, you, Alice, have the opportunity to reinflate new balloons to continue so uh if you are down to one balloon you can still fly uh but you kind of lose some of that control it's not as tight and so it's it's good to have both balloons anytime you can but like i mentioned if if you get one of them popped you can always land on the ground if you press down on the d-pad uh i think like four times it will pump up a new balloon and so it's nice if you if you're losing i guess quote unquote health um and you can find some ground to stand on 
even for a short period, you can, you know, get your balloons back. So that's a really cool mechanic. I think it's something the bad guys could do in, in the first game. Uh, but for, for the player to be able to actually do that, that's kind of a new thing. And so they use that in very interesting ways in this game. And I, I just thought that was really neat that at certain points you have to just ditch your balloons, do a couple things, and then... Um, you know pump your balloons back up and take off and so um yeah some of the stages on uh or some of the parts on stages six and eight you you literally have to uh, ditch your balloons you, you like cannot beat the game just using balloons so um as i mentioned earlier there are eight stages total in this game um there are bosses in this game uh they appear on every even number stage so the stages we have you start out in the city um, which you see in the background it's very interesting they're like pencil buildings and matches it's just like a really weird kind of thing they don't fully ever explain it um, so you get through the city level then you hit the forest level uh, with these trees with smiley faces on them it's real cutesy and and stuff uh, then you have this over the ocean level um, then at the end of the ocean level, uh, you go inside of a whale, which is kind of interesting. And then that next level is all inside of a giant whale's, you know, stomach or whatever. Uh, once you emerge from the whale somehow, it doesn't really explain that part. Uh, the next level has this mixture of thunderstorms where you have to dodge lightning uh, that turns into little spiky balls. And then there's these rain segments that you have to fly through. And those... Um, pull the character down and so you have to start really high up otherwise it'll just completely drag you down into the ocean or whatever and you die um, after that is icy mountain um, which is pretty straightforward uh, there's like some enemy penguins uh, then you have a cave level and then you finally end up with uh, the last level which is this industrial type level so not the most unique levels some of them are pretty straightforward the uh i guess the whale is probably the most unique out of them kind of came out of out of nowhere but i think that's the level a lot of people remember and uh yeah so i i could go level by level but i'm just not going to do that uh on this episode if we do decide to come back uh and, and cover this one later we'll probably hit it a little more in depth so as you are traversing through these levels you are collecting balloons um, now that's pretty much the whole point of this game. Uh, it's not something you have to do really. You just have to get to the end of the level, but collecting balloons can be beneficial to help it, help you make it to the end. Uh, it makes it easier. It helps you beat the game. So collecting 20 in a row, um, if you do that, all the following balloons that you start collecting, uh, instead of just being one balloon will turn into two. So it's doubling your, you know, the amount that you're getting. Um, but if you at any time after you turn them into two, if you accidentally miss one of them, they revert back to just one balloon. Um, and so if you collect all the balloons in a single level, you get an extra life. And so that's kind of the incentive to try to not miss any of them. Now, there were certain levels that I played that it was really easy to get all of them. And there were certain levels where there was just too much hazards, especially if I got one of my balloons popped. I became very less interested in risking dying just to go get those balloons. Now granted, when you die, thankfully, the developers made it so you don't have to start at the very beginning of a level, which I really appreciate because I feel like this game would be way harder uh, than it ever should be and that it is now 
if you had to start at the beginning. There are generous checkpoints. It doesn't really explain to you when you hit a checkpoint. You just kind of figure it out after you die. Um, so yeah, so on top of getting all 20 balloons uh, in a level to get an extra life, there are also bonus rooms in which uh, there are these pipes and you and balloons just come out of them. And so if you collect all those, you also get another um, extra life. Now, interesting thing about the bonus rooms that I thought was a little odd, but kind of cool at the same time is the doors or portals or whatever you want to call them to these bonus rooms all are Game Boys. They're literally Game Boys in the level and they're actually bigger than the, the main character. And at first I thought it was kind of just like a, like an infographic telling you about a new mechanic, but then I, I walked up to it and it it sent me through to a bonus room. And so I thought that was odd, um, but at the same time, kind of cool. So um, yeah, th so there's that bonus rooms. They're, they're all the same, um, not terribly challenging. I don't think I, of the ones I played, I don't think I failed any of them. I got them all, but it's still pretty fun. It's a nice change of pace. Um, as I mentioned, th those are kind of the ways you can get some extra lives. There's also uh, extra lives in the levels themselves that you can get. Um, so toward the beginning, you're going to notice for the first three or so levels, you're just going to get, you're going to stockpile levels or lives, uh, very similar to banishing racer where you just get a lot of extra lives up top. But in this game, you really need those lives later on because it does get much more challenging in the last few levels. And so you will be dying a lot. Um, and so it's good to get all those lives up at the beginning. So. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of it. Um, only other thing I can think to mention in the levels, there are also these balloons that you can collect, uh, from time to time that give you invincibility and, uh, you can, and it's actually a pretty long time of in invincibility, which I was kind of surprised by, uh, but it speeds up and how fast you're going. And so, um, you're able to basically power through any bad guys and, uh, yeah, it's it, it's so it's kind of cool. It it's interesting that it goes faster though, because that makes it more difficult to get everything. And so it's a mixture of oh, you're invincible, but you're also moving twice as fast almost. Um, so yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. Um, the fact that you can go from flying to literally you know walking on the ground and, and jumping around is a really interesting mechanic, and I think it works really well. Uh, in fact, it's cool how in control you feel when you're on the ground. And then once you get in the air, obviously with how balloon fight is, you're not as in control. And so really anytime I could get my feet on the ground, I, I would do it just to kind of get my bearings and maybe slow things down a little bit. Um, I've never been super good at like balloon fight or joust or whatever, but um, this game really, it, it helps you kind of hone that, that craft a little bit. Cause at the beginning it's a little iffy, uh, but as you get through a couple levels, you start finding yourself being able to do things that maybe you weren't able to do at the beginning. So there's a, there's a nice curve there where I felt like I was getting better along with the game. So that is the, the, the main mode. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, Cause when you, when you start out the game, you have some different options. Um, Oh yeah, sorry. So it's, uh, yes. So that's the first mode. The next mode uh, or option you have to playing other than just the main story mode is called balloon trip mode. Um, balloon trip mode involves Alice traveling through an endless stage 
and attempting to travel the furthest distance possible without sinking or getting struck down by a spark. There's sparks everywhere. Um, the aim of this mode is to beat the previous high score or the default high score of 25,000 and receive a rank one out of 50. Uh, there's different rankings basically. Uh, so it's very similar to balloon trip mode uh, from the original balloon fight game. Um, grabbing balloons along the way can also increase the score and reduce the rank. The ranking system starts at 50 and gradually decreases in constant score intervals starting from 49, depending on the high score. Um, unfortunately, the high score doesn't save in Balloon Kid when you power off your game, um, which is kind of unfortunate, but I guess you probably know battery. So, um, oddly enough, the stage itself is actually not infinite. Um, as flying for a long enough distance will actually bring you to an end of the level, uh, which is basically just a, a kill straight kill screen, excuse me, of sorts. Uh, it's pretty much impossible to reach it without using you know, some sort of cheat code or game alterations. But I, I thought it was interesting when I was looking looking it up that there actually is an end to it, but it's basically a kill screen. Um, thirdly, there is one other option mode that you can play, which is a versus mode. Uh, it does require a link cable and another balloon fight game to be able to use, as was the case with pretty much everything on the Game Boy with inverses. Um, basically, in versus play mode, player one controls Alice and player two controls Sam, who is Alice's rival. Uh, the player who gathers the most balloons in three rounds wins. It's very similar to, you know, Joust or some of the balloon fight stuff. So, uh, pretty straightforward there so that's in a nutshell kind of the gameplay of it all uh moving on visuals now visually this game is relatively straightforward um i mean it's it's not a bad looking game um there's not a ton of sprite work going on which really isn't a bad thing it, it's it's rather simplistic i would say um the main character uh alice is She's a, a girl, she's wearing a dress, and she has, like, pony, like pigtails. Um, it all kind of meshes together on her head, so it kind of looks to me almost like she's um, got, like, some sort of, like, headpiece on over top. I don't know what you would even call that, like, a bandana or something on her head. Uh, but I guess that's supposed to be her hair. Um, the, the backgrounds have some uh, detail to them, but... For the most part, I think they try to keep them relatively, you know, basic with uh, with little accents here and here. Like the forest is not tree to tree all the way to the end. They they put a tree here and there, and then the rest is you know background. And then every now and then there'll be clouds or you know, and once you get into the caves and stuff, it's a little different. Um, but I think for the most part, they tried really hard to not fill the background too much because you're already dodging a lot of bad guys and enemies and such and so I think they're trying their hardest to make it very easy to see Alice as you're playing through this and not be overwhelmed with with everything um, so yeah uh, overall pretty good the enemy sprites are probably uh, some of the more impressive uh, parts of the game just visually what they look like um, the bosses uh, look relatively good um, so yeah, I don't, it's not the most visually, uh, challenging game, I guess. It's not purposely trying to be, you know, the most visually brilliant thing out there, I guess. So for what it is, it works. You can see everything well on the Game Boy and, uh, 
even if you uh, can add a little color to it, uh, I think it looks really good still. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm struggling to really come up with anything else that like overly blew my mind with it. But I mean, it works. There's a little pumping animation when you're trying to, you know, pump up your balloons. And so um, what it does, it does well. Now, audio wise, on the other hand, I, I guess I have a little bit more to say because I really do feel like the music in this game uh, is pretty dang good. Uh, and there's one big reason to that. That's because our boy, Hip Tanaka, also known as Hirokazu Tanaka, is the composer of this game. Um, now, if you aren't familiar with that name, this man uh, is known for many, many soundtracks to games. Uh, some of those being you know, Metroid, Tetris, uh, Mario Land, which we just did an episode on not that long ago. We talked about him pretty in depth then uh so yeah just a quality composer um which is interesting that this isn't even really a mainline uh nintendo made game and so the fact that he worked on this and i don't know maybe he worked outside of nintendo a lot i'm really not sure but um yeah just really overall pretty pretty dang good some some songs are better than others the the level one song is really catchy um, uh, and I, 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 it almost feels like they always put the best song on level one. I don't know if that's true or if it's just that I play level one of games more than any other level. So it's always more in my head, but, um, yeah, it's just really good. The music that plays at the end of each level is also really good. Um, like I said, there's certain levels that are, it, the music's just okay, but really, actually, I, I really enjoyed my time with the, with the music on this one. I thought it was was pretty dang good so uh it's definitely worth checking out if for nothing else uh for for the music itself so anywho guys uh that's about it as far as in-depth conversation on that goes i guess any closing thoughts i have um i enjoyed my time with this game it's it's not a a super long game um like i said it does get a little more difficult toward the end but if you've played through it a number of times you can really beat it in under an hour pretty easily um but it's fun and uh i did eventually game over toward the end but it, it does give you a couple continues uh so it allows you to you know start start back i assume at where you're at and so not it's not so difficult that it's not enjoyable and uh, like I said, if the more time you spend with it, I think the better you get. And before you know it, you'll you'll fly through it all. Uh, the bosses provide an interesting challenge because you have to basically dr drop off your balloons, hit the boss, and then if you're lucky, you can bounce off him and grab your balloons back before they fly away. And so there, there's some really interesting mechanics in this game. The ditching of the balloons, doing some platforming, then having to pump them back up sometimes really quickly before you get like auto scrolled off the platform. Uh, it's, it's really fun and, uh, it's, it's really challenging and, uh, at times a little frustrating, but, um, honestly kind of a good little sleeper hit. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Like I said, there are a lot of people on YouTube who love it and have done reviews on it. So it's out there. Um, but this one was kind of a, a sleeper hit for me. I just wasn't really familiar with it. Um, so if you've not checked this out, I would recommend it. I would say it's definitely worth, worth playing. I'm not sure how much this game goes for, you know, if you find it out in the wild somewhere, but, uh, if I came across it, I would definitely, uh, I definitely recommend picking it up. So, uh, for me, I'd give it one and a half thumbs up for sure. And now it's time for this week's song of the week. 
All right, and that is your song of the week. That is track eight off of Conker's Pocket Tales. That song was created by Eveline Novakovich. Hope I said that right. Um, yeah, Conker's Pocket Tales is a not very well-known game. Uh, a lot of people forget that it exists uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Conker was not as popular back when this released. Uh, he had yet to have his bad fur day, and so uh, a lot less people know about this game. But this is a game that I own, and I, I do have a special place in my heart for. I know a lot of people don't like it because it's not adult-themed and blah. Don't get me started on that. Um, but it is a good game and it's really uh, overlooked and so we are most definitely going to cover this on the show someday and uh i just figured i'd give it a little love now since we're sitting here um but yeah this is just a good little happy upbeat song uh i was scrolling through all the songs in this game and there really is a, a wide variety of emotions and different styled music um but this kind of has that happy rare banjo kind of donkey kong vibe to it and i figure what the heck you know um conquer doesn't necessarily get all of the love for its music at times and i think eveline did a really good job with the soundtrack on this one especially for using the game boy palette so um yeah i just wanted to uh give a little shout out to some uh, pocket tales well guys that is it for this week's episode thank you so much for joining like i said sorry it's a little bit shorter um, but I'm just, I've never done a podcast by myself before. So this is new to me. Hopefully this has been relatively entertaining. And, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't checked this game out, I, I really highly recommend, uh, checking out, uh, you know, balloon kit. I think it's, uh, it's awesome. So it's been a fun one to talk about. And, uh, maybe one of these days, uh, Brian can join me and we'll, we'll really get into the, the nitty gritty of this episode. Until then, guys, uh, if you want to find out more of our episodes, you can head to www.thenintendovillage.com, where all of our episodes are at. Uh, we're also on the YouTube page for the Nintendo Village as well. So if you would like to watch our episodes where we have gameplay, uh, we show the commercials that we talk about, uh, you can find all of that on our YouTube page. Uh, check it out, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, we're also on iTunes if you're listening there. That's where you can find us. Um, until next time, guys, uh, continue playing those Game Boys. Don't let the uh, the old Game Boy die. Keep it alive. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Strictly Game Boy.